And a happy Wednesday to you, Lyman Land. Welcome inside the Basement Doctor Studio, and thanks for joining us today, however you're choosing to do so, whether you've got us on your radio at 93onthefan.com or on the free 93onthefan app. We appreciate you making time for us. You had lots of choices. You picked us. We appreciate it. I'm John Cook. My co-host is Garrett Seawright. Together, we're Cookie and the Monster. It's a Wednesday. I understand that the occasional listener here is aware that we, we sometimes vary from the sports topics of the day, <laughs> and so that's okay. Uh, I've also been in class this week. I had to leave class early today, Garrett, to my Wi-Fi. I had to, and I, I'm not looking to, you know, just absolutely destroy any, any, you know, business venture. I mean, I'm leaving. I can. But but if but if you have <laughs> if you have your internet with a business that starts with a C and ends in link, ends with an entry link, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you use them, I hope it goes well for you. It hasn't gone well for me for six years, so I got new ones today. And, uh, that shows your level of patience. Yes, that you're a yes. better, you're a better man. Garrett, the number of things of in my life that shows my level of patience, and I have I have beaten myself for being an impatient human being at times, and I'm sure that I probably am. But I are, there are things about which I have been remarkably patient. My internet, Wi-Fi access, and the functioning of it has been one of those things. But I had to leave today because two weeks ago, when I called to see about getting this, I was told the only time I can get you on the schedule is the 29th of June, between 12:30 and 2:30 or whatever. We can be there. Well, I'm in class that day, so fortunately I was able to leave a little bit early. Unfortunately, that means I've actually got homework as a 50-year-old adult male in June, nearly July. Have fun with that. I'll have homework tonight. That's okay. That's the way it goes. I'll do a little writing. I'll be by myself because the wife and kids are headed to enjoy time down at the lake. So point being that during my time at home and while a stranger was in my home installing Wi-Fi in a, in a farmhouse that could generously be described as aged, um, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I was just dealing with it. He was dealing with it. I was doing... Do you do the laundry in your home? Hell no. Okay, well, I do a lot of the laundry in our home, particularly in the summer because I'm home more than, than most everybody else. I found pretty quickly that if I don't do things right the first time, my wife has the patience of me and will just say, get out of the damn way. All right, great, perfect. Now, I'll fold my own stuff or whatever, but there's an awful lot of buttons and switches on that washer. No, I, I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm just saying I do it. Right. I'm not saying I'm good at it. It just gets done. I, I'm willing, and I, I think that is just considerably more than we can say for most others who reside where I reside. Point being that I think we need to create a poll question, because I'm going to ask you this. I want you to see if, if you think I'm unreasonable. Is it an unreasonable ask? Because I don't ask it, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should. Is it? Would it be unreasonable to ask the people in my home that when they take off their laundry their clothes at the end of the day and they are preparing to put them in the dirty laundry that they actually turn them right side out before they put them in the dirty laundry is that is that a ridiculous request no um it is one that my wife has said hey listen i know that you don't know because you don't you don't know it would be a big help if so i wear like i wear a white t-shirt underneath all of my shirts and inevitably when the white t-shirt comes off it is inside out and I've gotten the, hey, it would really help me a lot if you would have that thing right side out when you put it in the hamper. Okay, that's my bet. Didn't know. Wasn't going to know but until you told but, me. But the request is okay. Request is not unreasonable. Okay, well, that, that's good. Because it would, I'm, it I'm would save to... you legit a couple of minutes every time you're, you're doing a laundry. Minimum. A couple of minutes. Yes. And I know that to the, like that, that might not seem like a lot. I don't know a whole lot of people who are like, no, oh, man, I can't wait to get home and do that laundry. No. So no. the the shorter amount of time it goes, I get that. 
Yeah, I, I'll tell you. I, because here's the way I've looked at it, and I've wondered. I, I can be a, a tad bit anal retentive about a few things. And I'm, I'm aware of that, and I'm, I'm working on it. I Every, mean, I, everybody's particular about something. Actually quite relaxed, but, but for all of my life, I've been told, will you put the toilet seat down when you're done, please? Yeah. And I've often wondered out loud, well, why can't anybody who goes in to use the bathroom just put the toilet seat down before they use the bathroom? I, I get why that. Why is it my job to put it up and then back down, when really all you would have to do is put it down? And then I would still do the, the up, and you do the down. But I've never really argued with people. I've just said, hey, that's okay. You're making the request. We'll, we'll, we'll give that I, a right. shot. It's not a reasonable request. Okay. And it seems to me that most of the American society says that you should be trained to put the toilet seat down when you're done. It's out of respect for women. Okay, great. I have no problem respecting now, women. If you're, if you're falling in the toilet a second time because the, the seat wasn't down, that sounds like a you problem. The first time I'll give you. The first time it happens. All right. Okay, you weren't really paying. The second time, that's on you. That ain't my fault. That's unreasonable to say, I fell in because of you. No, darling. I have to say this, though. If I happened to fall in the toilet twice, I would want to get up and cuss somebody out the second time. Just as bad as I did the first time. I understand that. I understand that. All I'm saying about all of this is, for those of you who don't do the laundry in your household, out of respect for the people who do, just turn your laundry right side out before you throw it in the hamper or the laundry basket or the pile, whatever it is that you use to indicate that clothes need to be washed, before you place them there, turn them right side out. And another tip for those of you who don't do the laundry in your house, something you might want to consider, go ahead and just roll your socks together. Oh, see, I don't... Go ahead and just roll the top... Of, you don't have to roll them into, like, the whole tight thing, because that might... Just roll the top of them together, like the first two or three inches. Roll them together so that... so that Because we lose a lot of socks at the house, Garrett. I, I, I imagine having twin four-year-olds, would you would go through maybe more socks than normal. When I do all of their laundry, like, I handle that mess, and then I take care of that, and I try not to lose their socks, although it's tough. Just saying, people, you're going to throw those socks in the laundry with the others. Just, just, just turn them right side out, and then, then roll, roll those bad boys. Because you're going to do that for one pair of socks a day. When I do laundry, I'm going to turn them right side out, Perfect. pair them up, and try to find them for about 47 pairs of socks every time I do the laundry. I, I, when we got married, I can remember like the third time my wife did laundry. She said, get your keys. We're going to the store. And I said, <laughs> why? She said, at some point, you bought like four different packs of socks that aren't the same. We're getting matching socks. Like, I'm going to throw every sock you've got away. You are buying new socks. So I don't have to sit here, have a, a, a pile, like a lineup, like it's a, you know, it's a police station of <laughs> which, which one was it. You're getting new socks. Also, I can remember a different time where I said to my wife, I, I, I don't have any clean socks. So you can either do the laundry or we can go buy new socks. And she said, we'll get your shoes on. And grab the keys. <laughs> so I understand that laundry is not a fun, enjoyable experience for many. Uh, she handles it because I would not do it correctly. And and I, she believes that I screw anything up simply to get out of it. Like, no, my hands just aren't big enough to get to the bottom. My hands are, are too big to get to the bottom of the cup to wash it out, darling. Like, I, I'm not purposely screwing this up. Or I didn't load the dishwasher purposely to piss you off. <laughs> So I wouldn't have to do it anymore. It's just you're kind of particular about it. So at risk of making you angrier, I'll just sit that one out. 
I, I just needed to get that off my chest, make sure I wasn't being a complete and total bad human because I would like to ask my family to turn their clothes right side out before they put them in the laundry. Don't want, don't want to be that guy. There, no, there's that's a lot not of times unreasonable. I, there's a lot of times I get accused of being that guy, and maybe I am at times. But I, What's the unreasonable request in regard to laundry? Like, where, where does the line go, okay, John, that's a bit. I, I don't honestly because I'm the one that's doing it. I don't feel like anything is unreasonable. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, maybe there. Is, I don't. I've never feel like I've made an unreasonable request. How I get that. You know, it, it was it unreasonable to say, "Hey, I've I've washed it, I've dried it, I've folded it, and placed it in a basket. Can you put it away, please?" See, is that unreasonable? Cynical me is like, "Well, you did all that." <laughs> What's one more step? I mean, no, it's not one more. You've got, there it, are, you've there got are, it that far, there are, John. There are seventeen stairs between my first floor and my second floor where my children in my house have to have to have their clothes put away. Is it unreasonable of me to say these are in this basket? Take them upstairs and put them away. You know, I would hate to rip that sense of accomplishment away from you. I, you, you know, uh, in Varsity Blues, where the black running back takes the takes West Canaan all the way down the field, <laughs> I, I do. and then the white running back gets the touchdown runs. I do. I do. You know, I would hate to steal that thunder from you, John. I would. I don't. I don't. I would uh, insist you get that sense of accomplishment by putting I, it away. I'm not aching for that sense of accomplishment. <laughs> my sense of accomplishment is look at all the stuff that I have talked taken off the backs of the people that live in my household. Could they just go ahead? And, right. You get, go ahead and get and score us to the, the finish touchdown. Line. Go right. ahead and score the touchdown. I'm all right with that. Pete Johnson, that bad boy. Archie Griffin gets us down the field. I need you to punch it in. Oh, uh, so that, that's that's a good start to a sports talk show right there. I saw that the uh, Guardians split a doubleheader yesterday by winning 3-2 with a nice comeback in, in the game one right before we went on the air and then uh, 6-0 shutout in the back half. Red Legs 5-3 winners last night over to Cubbies. Yeah, they tried to piss it away, but they were well, unsuccessful. Well, that's, I mean, the way Luis Castillo started that game, had they not hold on, held on to win, I might have decided I'm not going to even look at a score for the <laughs> remainder of this year. Uh, Eric Goodwin is the athletic director at Coldwater, and he tweeted last night, the Reds have to get nine outs. They're up 5 nothing. I have legitimately zero faith that they can get nine <laughs> outs and not surrender five runs. And when it got to like 5-3, and it, it went finally, essentially, tweet, well, I'll be damned. Uh, I was wrong. They tried to give it away. They tried. <laughs> they made it Cubs didn't want it. <laughs> Oh, so that was a look at the, that was a look at the sports scoreboard from last night. We are trickling slowly toward the time when there's just very little to talk about, but no. we do have some Deshaun Watson news because day two. Hell right? yeah, because day two, day two of of, of the of question mark. <laughs> yeah, who knows how long it's going to take? The Deshaun Watson. What is it? What is it called? A discipline hearing? Yeah, disciplinary hearing. Disciplinary hearing day two. We get that. We got NFL roster rankings. We got a little Mike Tomlin conversation. It's going to be a hoop. That Mike Tomlin's fun. OSU non-conference hoop schedule came out. You'll want to make sure you stick around for that conversation later in the in the second hour. What? But that'll be about five forty, right? Five twenty-five. Five twenty-five. We'll be yeah. talking OSU hoops and non-conference. You want to line up to get your tickets today? <laughs> I think when we get to that one, we'll chat about that. Hope you join us for all of that after this Don Jiggy's Jeweler timeout. I'm John Cook. He's Garrett Seawright. Cookie in the Monster. Lima Sports Radio ninety-three one. The Fan. <laughs> Welcome back inside the basement, Dr. Studio. John Cook and Garrett Searight with you here on Lima Sports Radio 93.1 The Fan. It is time for our Vons, Diamonds, and Jewelry Twitter poll questions for today. I, I have a friend who just really asks horrible, <laughs> stupid, uncomfortable Can we put questions. the laundry question as a poll question? Can we do that? Yeah, we can put that up. Is it, is it wrong to ask people to turn their laundry right side out before they throw it in the hamper? Brought to you by Vons, Diamonds, and Jewelry. <laughs> Uh, I have a friend who just asks really stupid questions to people uh, when he meets them just to make them uncomfortable. Like, ah, I would keep you on your toes. But uh, lately it's just been basically, 
is this band better than CCR? Is is Blue Oyster Cult better than CCR? I, I am in no way an aficionado. I don't. But my gut level response to that is, in a sneaky way, probably. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think That's they are. Hot. But I'm just saying in a sneaky you could, way they you might You could be. argue? Yeah, I, I think I, because, again. Because he's adamant CCR is a top ten band. And I'm like, they're not. No, but they're, 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 they're just. Good. They're niche and they're great. Right. They're, they, they, they pumped out some hits for a very short amount of time. Now, if you asked me to sit down on this side of the glass and write you a list of Blue Oyster Cult songs, I don't know right. that I could get beyond two. I was going to say. Maybe. There are two. Maybe. Godzilla and Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> That's it. Those are the two. After that, you could you, you you would be naming off racehorses, and I would have to say whether that's a Blue Oyster Colt song or not, and I, it wouldn't go well. I'm telling you, I wouldn't know if "Tis the Law" is a is a racehorse or a Blue Oyster Colt song. Let me just interrupt you for a second. Did you happen at all today to listen to the Greeny show that Carlin that, that Car- Greeny hasn't hosted in right. like six weeks? It, it used to be the Greeny show. Now yeah. it's just called Greeny. Yeah. So today they did a segment of. <laughs> They had quotes, and it was, is this Kanye or is this Kyrie? And they went through like eight Ooh. quotes. It was spectacular. <laughs> Candy was less than 500. I, mean, it's, I think that would be a pretty hard one to... It was a blast. Absolute blast. Kyrie Irving. That's what you get when you get to leave your class early to drive home to talk to the Wi-Fi guy. You get to listen to Carly and Car- whatever they are. <laughs> You get to listen to those two guys that Carly and Canton. <laughs> you get to listen to them talk about, and it was fun. It was a blast. The segment was really good. I actually enjoyed it. Well, that's a first. Uh, <laughs> all right, you you talk for just a hot second. I got to type this poll question into, okay, the, into the tweet machine. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is in some trouble. We just don't know how much, and we're not sure when we're going to find out how much. For those of you who are unaware, yesterday was day one of his disciplinary hearing with the NFL to determine. How many games he's likely to miss for his off-field indiscretions? Yeah. <laughs> his off-field indiscretions, of which he's claimed to be fully innocent, but settled now 20 of 24 lawsuits. And today's day two. I, I just don't know that we're going to get any little juicy leaks. That's a sickening phrase for well, the radio. <laughs> 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 We're not going to get anything from these hearings that's probably going to give us any real indication of what's going on, but somebody's got to know something. We're like, Schefter. So so literally, there was somebody, I, f- I forget who it was, maybe it was an NFL writer for the Sporting News, which at this point in the Sporting News' career is essentially like saying, <laughs> I heard somebody down at the RTA stop, but <laughs> they, they they had details that the hearing is being held in Delaware. And like really? that, that was like big news because nobody really knew... Like that's that's the level of kind of secrecy going on. Apparently, with the NFL, is that the, the hearing is being held in Delaware, I'm like close well, to the beach. Well, I was gonna say now I got questions. Deshaun taking the offense to the beach after a tough day in court, <laughs> or what's what's going on? Are you there? on the Delmarva Peninsula? Or are you? <laughs> I mean, isn't that just Delaware? <laughs> the whole state, the whole state is is right there. So I don't I don't know how they chose Delaware, but yeah, there's some there's some juiciness there, but nobody knows how long this is going to go on. So 51% right now say that they believe that Deshaun Watson's suspension will be announced on Friday, which we've kind of been saying around here for a while. Yeah, but then Tuesday or later, second place at just under 33%. I, I Dan Patrick said it today. I think it's going to be one of those just prior to the Fourth of July weekend holiday news dump deals that they try to slide out so that nobody will pay real big attention to it. We'll chat about it whenever. Right. 
Also, we're asking, is it unreasonable to ask your family to flip their clothes right side out if you're the one doing the laundry? Right now, 50-50 split. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> so the whole world not on your side. I don't uh, think that's unreasonable. Like, ha- On what grounds is it unreasonable? How are you saying yeah to that? I don't know. I, I, people are just so, just they're just so spent at the end of the day that when they peel that stuff off, they, they've got to leave right. it that way. They, Apparently. They've got to leave it that way. I guess so. That's the unreasonable part. Would, it, so, so then the next follow-up question should be, would it be unreasonable of me to put folded laundry inside out in their hands to put away? Or, or take it and put it back in their drawers or hang it in their closet? See, that seems, would that, unreason- would that, that would seems that. unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... That sounds uh, I, I know you believe you've got a penchant for being uh, somewhat passive-aggressive. That would be pretty passive-aggressive. <laughs> hey, I'm giving it to you the way you gave it to me. Enjoy. Not really, but it wouldn't be that. It would be you took the kind of the the, the easy way through things, and so am I. Like, we're just in lockstep here. I, I get you're that. Being, you're being it quick, sounds, efficient, and simple, and so am I. That sounds unreasonable. <laughs> it sounds unreasonable. I, I may give it a shot next week, though. Uh, that that's homework for the radio. You're gonna I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna require you to do that now. I need you to do that. Just and if you could get the the voice memo app on your phone out to record some of the reactions from some of the folks in your house that receive a basket of folded, cleaned, washed, dried, inside out clothes. There's a member of my household who is not an adult yet formally. <laughs> So that'll that'll leave some mystery to this. Who would come down the stairs from where that person sleeps with the clothes on inside out if that's how they were in the drawer or on a hanger? I believe that. They would not get switched until that person was instructed, hey, you need to turn that around. At which point I would say, oh, at least I didn't have to do it. <laughs> it's not a bad way to look at it, really. I, I, you know, I didn't have to do I, it. I don't care. You got a lot of time on your hands in the summer when you're an educator. What can I say? You think about things. 545, that's your time to vote. I'm going to need you to do it, though. (laughs) It's up to 60-40, yes. It's unreasonable. It's unreasonable. You people are completely peeing in my cheerio. I don't know what grounds it is to to think that's unreasonable. I I, I guess maybe because I've been there. I don't know. But if the people who have voted yes, if your significant other said, hey, can you just flip your clothes right side out? Who goes, geez, I'm criminy. What's your problem? We've got some feedback from a listener who says that unreasonable and petty are not the same thing. I can get I can get on board with that. <laughs> I think I probably can too. Yeah, that I makes I a lot of sense. Too. You can vote at nine three one the fan on Twitter until five forty five. We encourage you to please do so and give some serious thought. It's really not unreasonable to ask people to turn their laundry right side out before it goes in the hamper. It just isn't. I need people to sway their votes here. And Damn help me it! Out. I need your validation. I need to feel like I'm not a bad human. I haven't even made the request yet. I was just thinking about it. I haven't even made <laughs> right, the request yet. I was just thinking about it. it to All I was doing was thinking about it. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Day two of the hearing. After this, Don Jenkins Jeweler timeout on Lima Sports Radio, 93 on the fan. Back here inside the basement, Dr. Studio Cookie and the Monster with you on Lima Sports Radio, 93 on the fan. 419 227 That's 888-894-ESPN. If you want to be a part of today's program. Day two. Deshaun is in the midst of his NFL disciplinary hearing that's going to tell us at some point, hopefully this week, what his penalty is for his off-field indiscretions. 
and his involvement in 24 civil lawsuits, 20 of which have now been settled. Over under on, how do I want to say this? How many hours a day is this taking place, in your opinion? Over, are we saying, is this a four and a half, five hour a day deal? I would guess somewhere in the vicinity of six. Like you're not starting before nine o'clock, right? Probably. Think. And you're not going past five o'clock. You're probably breaking for lunch. For an hour, I, yeah, minimum. You're probably of an hour. stopping for a half hour, once every couple of hours, like from nine to, you know, eleven. Take a half hour break. From two I mean, thirty to three, take a half hour break. All we can do is speculate here. Yeah, which is perfectly fine because it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the best part. What's the? What's going to take more than a couple of days? See, and that I, I was going to ask you. Is this sort of like when they do a, a replay in the middle of a football game, and the longer it goes, you, the, the more they're like, "Okay, we got to figure out how much time is left where the ball is supposed to be spotted." Like it's getting over like it's getting overruled. Does the longer this go on, the worse it bodes for Deshaun, or the better it goes? Is there any way to know? Are there horse socks? Is anyone listening to me? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I got interrupted because I've I've now been reminded that I have homework tonight. <laughs> <laughs> when I get off the air, I say skip it. <laughs> I have homework. What are they gonna do? <laughs> Kick you uh, out of class? Well, they can't. I can't. I gotta have the class passed. So you I got gotta, a year. Gotta, uh, well, I, I suppose technically I could not pass this class, but then it'd be like just throwing away a little bit of a wad of money. Mm. While I do that from time to time, I'm not a big fan of it any time <laughs> that it happens. I don't enjoy it any time. I, I just wonder if the longer it goes on, who that bodes better for. I would lean NFL, right? Like you're yeah. presenting a. Sp- decently strong case at that point yeah i i think if it's i mean we basically have have been leaked at least enough information to have an idea of where the nfl stood when this thing started we're we're led to believe that one year (laughs) was the starting point yeah so if if this thing goes through friday before there's an announcement to be made then i've got to believe that means deshaun's side is doing okay because if they're not doing okay, why would why would they? We know where the NFL stands. Yeah. Uh, is it is is it possibly a situation where Deshaun's side has just decided we're going to try to just wear them down, <laughs> like, like like we're going to do a till they drop kind of approach here and see if we can get them to surrender a little bit just because they're tired of listening to us. Maybe this is just my personal bias, but the longer that would go on, the more angry it would make me that you're not really defending, you know, the key points of the case. You're just you're just stretching for time, and that ain't going to make me happy. So, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to try whatever you got to try. I just, I, 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 would, I would love to know what that hearing looks like. Is it the NFL presents their case, Deshaun Watson's lawyers present their case, and then the independent arbiter who has been appointed by the players association and the nfl go all right here's what i'm thinking i don't know i don't know if it's so, back so and forth or admittedly uninformed here whatever just te- help me understand what you understand to be the case here if the players association has appointed an independent arbiter is it is it binding whatever the independent arbiter yes. comes away from this saying this yeah, is the, absolutely the, binding this is so 
in the past, you know, one of the things that the Players Association didn't like was that Roger Goodell was judge, jury, and executioner. So I don't the, think anybody liked that except Roger Goodell. Uh, <laughs> so they they together named, I think her name is Sue Thompson, a former federal judge, is like, you're going to hear the cases and you're going to decide what the discipline is. I believe she's paid equally by the Players Association and the league to not have, you know, any bias because Roger Goodell makes $40 million a year from 32 billionaires. Probably going to side with them. Um, so her job is to be as independent as possible. I just, I'm not 100% sure how the process plays out of if she says, bro, why you bring your own towel? <laughs> In the NFL says, well, I'll tell you why. And Rusty Harden says, well, you know, it was during COVID. You couldn't be sure what was clean, what wasn't. And also, you know, if he did bring his own towel, what I'm not saying he is, that's definitely not trying to, you know, keep DNA evidence from being used against him at any time. I don't know if that (laughs) – I I would love for her to, like, just be like, so, 66 times, 17 months, not one dude, huh? Uh, well, uh, uh. So you just brought up a very good point for me. I'm kind of wondering how it is that that we got to a place where I would have thought if I were in Deshaun Watson's place and somebody said, here's what we've kind of leaning toward this, this arbiter that this woman named, why, why would not somebody say, hey, how about a three-person panel with at least one dude? I would, I, I would imagine <laughs> the Players Association signed away there. Like, hey, when we agreed to we're going to agree on whoever's going to dish this out. Oh, sorry. And I'm, I am I think you can play that card eventually. Do you remember when Ryan Braun got dinged for PEDs? I do. And they, like, they fought every tooth and nail of the process was horrendous and the guy who tampered, the, the guy had tweeted. Tainted samples. Right. right. And, mm-hmm. They did everything other than to say, you know, like, yeah, the four other samples I produced also <laughs> tested positive for the same thing. That's because I was cheating. Um, I think it's similar to that almost of like you just argue everything you can. At the same time, I, I wonder if at some point, does somebody advise Deshaun Watson like, hey, settle these court cases and settle, just take the year-long suspension because eventually some of this stuff is going to get out and beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're going to look guilty. You might not be guilty, but in the eyes of the court of public opinion, you're going to look guilty, and that doesn't go well for you. So the lo- the the more cloudy, the more mysterious the circumstances are, the more leeway you've got for future endorsements or to win over the hearts of America or whatever. Because the more stuff comes out, the more I, I think you look around and go, oh, that ain't good. I don't know. I, I I would love to know how the, the process plays out, though. I would, too. And, and, and I, all of this is taking me back to why, and it's why we asked the question on our, our Vaughn's Diamonds and Jewelry Twitter poll questions about when do you think that, that there will be an announcement. I, I'm, I'm kind of just befuddled by the idea that a, a fairly large number of our voters think that this thing's going to go out into next week. I, I just don't know what. Without being in the room, like, like I can't. How long does that I can't take? conceptualize unless you just decide. Well, maybe it's going to be Tuesday of next week because at the end of today they're going to say, you know what, we're taking the whole rest of the week, we're like holiday break. <laughs> what I was going to say, maybe you know the the hearing goes through Friday, and the the judge says, um, "Let me think about it over the weekend. I'll let you know on Tuesday." 
I can't imagine that yeah. there's that much of a of a case to. It doesn't take that long to lay out the case that that far, does it? I I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm, you're getting into some intricate details if it's taken longer than maybe tomorrow, unless the defense is that strenuous and arduous. I I don't see it. I, I just I don't. I don't, I, I don't it see feels it. like you know you're you're kind of just you got uh, maybe I don't know maybe. How many slides are in that PowerPoint for each side? Uh, I imagine Deshaun Watson's side is a significantly larger larger PowerPoint. But how how big of a PowerPoint can it be? How how much of the time are they going to be permitted to... How do I want to say this? How much of the time during this, this hearing are they going to be permitted to... Or how often, how many times are they going to be allowed to bring up things about well, yes, this is, but, but the, the hey, Robert Kraft and hey, right. and hey, Dan Snyder and, and is that, I don't know that that's going to be, a, I mean, it's probably something that they're trying to work in there. Certainly. That's the only way in my estimation that you can add length to this thing. I, I, I wonder how, how much like a legal proceeding it is because I, I hate to admit that I was just riveted by the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and the amount of times you just got a... You shouldn't hate to admit that. That makes you one of a large, large number of Americans. Uh, objection, hearsay. Like, bro, you asked the question. <laughs> You're objecting to your own question? Um, I, I wonder how much of that is, you know, objection relevance. Well, I think Robert Kraft is relevant somewhat to the... If you're going to discipline... We're talking about discipline. It's relevant. I you know how you said yesterday, because of Russell Westbrook, you're saying kids play basketball? Play basketball, kids. Because of things like this, I'm saying kids go to law school. Yeah. If you can that, find a way to get there. You can, you can for get it. through law school. There's, 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 uh, there's work to be done. Last night I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that Torian Prince got a two-year, $16 million contract. And I about retweeted it and said, you know how many people know who Torian Prince is? About 8% of the general population play basketball, kids. Who'd he sign with? Timberwolves, I think. Gee whiz. That's, actually, that's kind of a... Kind of a good fit there. Eight million hours a year. Torian Prince, the guy who's best known for his post-game press conference after Baylor got beat by Yale in the NCAA tournament. And somebody <laughs> said, how did Yale out-rebound Baylor? And he said, when the ball is on a missed shot, goes off the rim, whoever jumps up high enough <laughs> grabs the basketball. That That's considered a rebound. And they did that more often than we did. <laughs> that's, that's what that dude is. That's that dude's of his life he got eight million dollars play basketball kids or go to law or school. go to law school or go to law school because you know what how, how much rusty harden billing an hour for deshaun watson and there are probably six rusty hardens in that room yeah <laughs> billing is about Th the same things are going well, well in, the old, right. in the old law profession well here's hoping that we don't have any more than a day three of the deshaun watson Ooh. discipline hearing i'm gonna guess we're gonna get to at least day three I would guess so. Too. My hope is that by the end of day three, which would be tomorrow, we are starting to hear guys like Adam Schefter. Can you do your Adam Schefter voice? <laughs> say things like, "An announcement is expected soon." In the I, Deshaun Watson hearing, you've got to like, you got to purse your face up like you just sucked on a lemon almost to do Adam Schefter. I'm hearing from my sources inside <laughs> the NFL <laughs> that a decision has been made in regards to Deshaun Watson's suspension. <laughs> We expect an announcement Friday afternoon at around 2.30. We don't have a show Friday anyway, right? 
Uh, no, no. We don't no have a show, show Friday anyway. If they make the announcement Friday, okay. I guess we'll be all right. It'd be better if we were here to have that announcement. Uh, Pro Football Talk has posted a an unnamed NFL source is pushing back on the report that the league wouldn't appeal a six to eight game suspension. The league wouldn't. The appeal league that? would not appeal that if Deshaun Watson received a six to eight game. They said originally a report said they wouldn't appeal it, and then the a source in the NFL says that's not true. We would imagine that. So. I don't know what's going to happen, but maybe we'll find out soon. You fan of the TV show The West Wing? Uh, I am aware of it enough to. There's a line in there where the president's wife once said once, "I don't want to hear about unnamed sources. Just once, instead of unnamed sources, I would like to hear the phrase silly little ill-informed chicken-ass wannabes." <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear unnamed sources, that's what I hear in my brain. Silly little uninformed chicken-ass wannabes. <laughs> that works. Uh Somebody would say that that's what they are because the NFL says, no, no, no. We never said we wouldn't right. appeal. A we six we never said suspension. that. Day three is tomorrow. We hope to have an announcement by the end of the week. I'm, I'm telling you, the NFL's got too long of a history of sliding one out there right before the, the yeah. holiday weekend yeah. gets here. I think it's yeah. going to be Friday. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do to stretch it into day three, but I guess we'll find out tomorrow for sure. Going to take another Don Jenkins Jeweler timeout. When we come back, i got to throw a date out at you. January 29th, 2022. January 29th, 2022. Why is that important? Why does it matter? What made me think about it? I'll fill you in on the other side of this Don Jenkins Jeweler timeout on Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. January 29th, 2022. Is that a significant date? Yeah, it probably is to some people. It is to my mother. That was her birthday. <laughs> I remember. Why, why am I talking about January 29th, 2022? Well, part of it is because it's June 29th, and it's just kind of a nice round figure to, to kind of go back on. But as I have described earlier in the program, and if you missed the open of the show, you might be very lucky to have not heard the open of the show. But if you did miss it, you missed the description of what my day was like to a degree. And I was home a little bit more today than I have been recently and home in the middle of the day. And so we've also talked rather openly on here that I am a guy who has, I set my DVR to record probably half a dozen different teams when they are on tv my dvr catches it that is ohio state basketball that is butler basketball that is gonzaga basketball that is let's see north carolina basketball and in that group is kansas uh i record all kansas games that are televised and i spend a lot of the summer trying to go back and watch the god i don't know 75 80 85 games i end up with some of my watch during the season but most of them i don't get to happened to be home today and over the last two weeks i have gone through and watched i think i had 11 butler games i got through those i have had like 17 or 18 gonzaga games i've gotten through all but two or three of those since the spring and today i was home and i watched a gonzaga blowout of somebody where i mean <laughs> doesn't, B- doesn't narrow it down byu was really good and got beat by almost 30 i mean they were really good and got beat by almost 30. And so then I'm scrolling through, hey, Kansas-Kentucky, because there are games that once I record them and I know what the outcome was and it doesn't at all look appealing, I don't watch them. And I was getting ready to delete it, and I thought to myself, wait a minute. I remember this game a little bit. On January 29th of this year, the University of Kentucky went into Allen Fieldhouse and beat the Kansas Jayhawks like an absolute tied-up goat. It was 80-62 to 62 was the final, and that doesn't come anywhere close to telling the story of that basketball game. And I immediately got to thinking, that's, that's Kentucky, and that's Kansas, and Kansas is your national champ. Now, I'm sure a lot of national champs have 18-point losses during the regular season in the year in which they win the national title. I'm not sure how many, but I'm sure it's not completely unheard of. I don't know how many of them have it on their home floor. Certainly don't know how many of them have it in, in you know, late January, <laughs> nearly February. 
But the whole point to that is to say this. That Kentucky team lost to St. Peter's. And on January 29th, 2022, St. Peter's was on an off day between a weekend series. They, they did a Friday-Sunday with Manhattan and Iona. They split with Manhattan and Iona. They beat Manhattan pretty bad, and Iona kind of kicked them a little bit. And at the end of that split, so that would have been January 30th, that little, they were 9-8. and eight. Kentucky beats Kansas like a drum on their home floor to become the prohibitive favorite in late January to be your NCAA national champion. Later that year, they lose to St. Peter's, and Kansas goes on and wins a national championship. I say all that to say, well, that's what I was watching today while I was home and remembering those things. Here is to being the one voice that may be forever saying, don't ever make the NCAA tournament a best out of three. <laughs> ever. Well, the first time somebody says, well, wait a second, how, how much would CBS pay us if <laughs> we played 192 games rather than 67? <laughs> what if? Just hear um, me out on this. Hear how, me out. How much would you pay if Texas Tech had to play North Carolina Central three times to advance to the next round. Let's do it like super regionals in baseball. You got to <laughs> first double elimination. And make sure we post the jello shot board <laughs> Old from Miss, each of the regional sites. Ole Miss got to like 18,000. 18,000 jello shots. Oh, God. And took home the trophy? And took home the trophy. That's pretty good. It's a good weekend at Omaha. Pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a... Anytime I get a chance to bring up St. Peter's, I'm going to. And the realization to me is that on, on February 1st when he woke up, there's no way Bill Self thought we were, that we're national champs. That, right. That's who we are. And Shaheen Holloway probably didn't think, <laughs> we're going to take a thing to... We're 9-8 and eight right now, but I got a feeling we, if we could get in that right, big right. thing, we if, could make a run. If we could win, if we could win the conference championship, <laughs> I bet you we can beat Purdue. <laughs> I bet you we can beat Kentucky and Purdue. You think so? You think so? Because I don't think you yeah, don't think you can. If you don't love college basketball, I got I got I, we we have we'd have a hard time having a friendship. I got to tell you, not and it's not great just because of that, but that is that is like case in point number one for me as to why it's great. It's great for lots of reasons, but the fact that you could have that on January 29th, and there are those people who say, "Well, see, the regular season is meaningless," and I don't like when the regular season is meaningless. You don't have to. I don't like when the regular season determines your because you aren't at your best on the third day of the regular season of football, you might not get a chance to be a champion. I think right. that sucks. Yeah. I think coaching and player development and, and growth during a season is, is really, really valuable and should matter an awful lot. And I like postseason deciding a champion. I don't need the postseason to tell me who the best team is. The regular season right. should do that. The postseason is just telling me who the champion is. If Kansas and Kentucky suited them up the day after the national title game and, and played, there's a pretty good chance Kentucky kicks their ass again. Yeah. But I'm not interested in who the best team is when the NCAA tournament starts. I'm interested in who the champion is at the end of it because the best team is probably one that can be relatively often determined by how the regular season plays out over the, the entirety of it, the whole of the regular season. Don't like to discount it, like to have the big matchups, like for them not to end somebody's season because, well, we call it March Madness for a reason. And on this June 29th, I got to thinking about January 29th because I was home, watched the game, and thought, that Kentucky team just beat Kansas like a drum, and wait a minute, they lost to St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament, and those Jayhawks are now your national champs. we got to do another Don Jiggy's Jeweler timeout. 
When we come back, it'll be hour number two. We'll be getting back to our poll questions and see if anybody else has decided I'm not unreasonable for asking my family to turn their laundry right side out when I throw it in the hamper. And then we'll have a little NFL roster comparison conversation after this on Lima Sports Radio. 93.1 The Fan. And hour number two straight ahead here on Cookie and the Monster. I'm John Cook. My partner's Garrett Seawright. We welcome you inside the Basement Doctor Studio for hour number two. Hour number two means we got to get back to our Vons, Diamonds, and Jewelry Twitter poll questions. Quick reset, sir. Got two questions up at 93 on The Fan on Twitter. Brought to you by Vons, Diamonds, and Jewelry, where Lima celebrates love. Online at VonsJewelry.com. The first question is, when will a decision be announced on a suspension for Deshaun Watson? 51% say Friday. The other options are Thursday, Monday, and then Tuesday or later. 34% say Tuesday or later. So we're kind of split right, not right down the middle, but the two prevailing thoughts are either Friday or it goes into next week. Which, yeah, I mean, we don't really expect the announcement tomorrow, and yeah. certainly nobody expects anybody to do anything yeah, you can't do it on the 4th productive on the 4th of July. Can't do it. So it kind of has to be one of those. I, yeah. Feels like a little bit of a landslide win for Friday, though. Speaking of landslide wins for you, John. Yes, sir! Is it unreasonable to ask your family to flip their clothes right side out if you're the one doing the laundry? 56% say no. Doug on Twitter says, my kids do it all the time. That is so irritating. Aaron says, the people that answer yes to this question obviously do not have multiple children that are capable and yet still refuse. And Andy says, how about cleaning their pockets? <laughs> yeah, don't get me started there. Well, let's just be honest. I've I've washed and dried a lot of chapstick. Uh, yeah, I, um, I've even washed I've washed and dried a few uh, gummy vitamins. Oof. And uh, who's and got gummies in their pockets? Uh, pe- okay, people I, live in my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Now that I thought about it, I know the answer. Never mind. Never but I'm mind. glad to see that people are coming around as they vote. We've got a landslide lead here. Yeah. Landslide lead for the for the right side of things, as they say. We won't need a recount on this one. I do think, you know, who's saying yes to that? Who says that's unreasonable? I don't know. My wife is on her way to the lake right now. I don't would imagine she's not listening or I would have gotten more than I'm on my way to the lake. I, are, are, <laughs> are 44% of people about to be divorced? Like that's 44% say yes, it's unreasonable. Like if you're hanging by a thread that, you know, whoever's doing the laundry in your house says, hey, could you just flip the clothes right side out? I don't, I don't know if things are going well for you. That 44%'s not doing the laundry or they are... Th- or they are doing the laundry, and they are just thoroughly spoiling an entire generation or maybe two generations of Americans. And there's nothing wrong with being spoiled, right? Well. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, Yeah, that'll make a different poll question right. for a different that's day. That's a whole other day. So ESPN decided to rank NFL the NFL rosters yes. 1 through 32. I would say there's some interesting news, maybe even some good news, some really bad news. And I would say there's some surprising news all within those 32 teams that were ranked 1 through 32. Your thoughts? So the top five in descending order, Green Bay. Is that ace, uh, ascending order? Green, I don't know. You're words, in ascending words. order, yes. Yeah. Words. words. <laughs> Green Bay was number five. The Los Angeles Rams were number four. The Los Angeles Chargers were number three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were number two. And the Buffalo Bills were number one. Any of that part surprising to you? Five, five through one. Chargers feels high. I guess I kind of would have thought the same thing. Chargers feels a little high. I, I probably, if I'm honest, I guess I just forgot. Now that I look at it, it, it makes But I had forgotten that Tampa was that good. I was going to say, Tampa seems high. I'm not saying they're not top five, but two seems high. But then when you really kind of go through, like, they got... A really good offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, 
quarterback, defensive line, linebackers, defensive back, kicker. Yeah, that's things are going pretty well there. Tight end is a question mark because that guy retired, and if he doesn't play in 2022, I'll eat my own hat. <laughs> like, that Rob Gronkowski will play a snap for the Buccaneers in 2022. He is, uh, he is literally going to spend the next you fill in the blank. He's working out a little bit, partying, partying a, a lot, fairly a lot often, a lot bit, and waiting for a phone call. Yeah, just that's waiting what for, he's doing. Just going, all right, yeah, okay. It's he's got a, he's it's got, after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'll play a little football. He's got like a three item checklist every morning. Workout. Yep. Party. Yeah, I'll get there. Did I did I wait for my phone call for a while? Yep. Had my phone on all day. As long as I'm doing those three things and I'm Rob Gronkowski, I'm good. Right. When your to-do list is like, I imagine Rob Gronkowski's to-do list looks kind of like a four-year-old's. Just, I imagine a four-year-old doesn't include like, take a scoop of creatine, drink a 40, <laughs> eat popsicles, play. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Play outside. Yeah. Rob, add to your list, turn my laundry right side out before I throw it in the hamper. I think, I think Be a he, good American. He seems like a reasonable guy that if you said... Hey, I need you to do this. He would be like, "Oh man, you got me. I'm Rob Gronkowski, Super Bowl winning tight end. I should get my insurance through USAA." Listen, you don't have to say that except for the commercial, brother. Rob Gronkowski can say and do anything he wants, and it's not going to impact my judgment of him because of all the things I've ever thought of Rob Gronkowski. Most of them, of them, have been undone by the reality that I learned. That from the time he's entered the league, he's never spent his football money. Never spent a game check. He has spent. He has lived entirely on his endorsement money and saved all of his football money. My man, I don't care what you are, who you. That, that's 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 incredible right. to me. That's being born in the right-handed batter's box and ending up on third base. <laughs> I mean, there's just there is absolutely no way that you could have told me that that personality would have taken oh. that approach to his life as a professional and his plans for long-term stability for hell for him and his great-great-grandkids. Right, you would have been adamant that, okay, pick three players in the NFL right now who are going to end up on in bankruptcy. <laughs> I'd have had a hard time getting past three. Right. Hard, you, hard time. If I'd have started the clock, you wouldn't have got to .001 before you said, gruh. <laughs> like, that guy is going bankrupt and yet he's going to be more well off than 98% of other players now nearly everybody that listens to our show is probably more interested in the AFC North yeah. and where those rosters rank than any other rosters that would exclude you because well, I think you, you probably had a rough idea where your Colts belong anyway didn't you yeah. if you would have guessed you would have said middle of the pack right yeah and I, I would have guessed, I would have guessed roughly pretty correct with the Bengals. I would have guessed roughly correct with the Browns. There, there were a couple of surprises there. That went, well, here's mm. here's the depressing fact for the guy on this side of the glass: the ent- the entirety of the AFC North, with the exception of the team that I root for, is in the top twelve. <laughs> and you know, I, would you pick? Uh, well, that's a different discussion for a different day. I would, I would still pick. Could not finish last in that division. That was going to be. You <laughs> like, see, we're, we're, we've been doing this long enough now. because that was going to be my question. No way is, they finish last. Do, in that do, do the the people out there who are listening to this one? They're happy if you tell them that everybody in the division is ranked twelfth or higher, and the Steelers are ranked twenty second. Right. <laughs> but I, I gotta believe that most of our listeners probably would not be deciding that the Steelers are definitively going to finish last. 
I think you'd be hard-pressed to. Uh, in theory, yes. Should they finish last? Yes. But they should have last year. But they, they, <laughs> they ain't playing the game in theory. They're playing it between the lines, and I would trust. They've got enough talent around Mitch Trubiscuits that they can be 500. They can be 9-8. and eight. Easy. I, I got to tell you, if, you, if, you if, if that were offered to me right now, I would sign up for it in a heartbeat. That going into week 17, week 18, going into week 18, they've got a chance to make the playoffs. You sign that puppy in blood right now. I, for, for sure. I, I just, we're at a point where this whole Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record. Right, it's like that, the that, Undertaker that, at that's, WrestleMania. That's, <laughs> that's coming to a screeching halt, I think, here possibly in the next year or two unless something dramatic happens. And if you could tell me 9-8 and eight was going to be the outcome this year, I'd take it. But for those of you that are curious, the Cleveland Browns sit at number six in the ESPN rankings of the NFL rosters. Again, we gave you the top five. Green Bay at five, the Rams at four, the Chargers at three, Tampa at two, and Buffalo at number one. But your Cleveland Browns are at six, and the Bengals are at number eight. Surprising to you that the Ravens are that far behind the Bengals and the Browns? A little bit. Twelfth, I believe, right? Yeah, and when you go through... When you go through the Ravens, they're not great at wide receiver. But, as we know, bleep it, Mark Andrews <laughs> out there Mark somewhere. Mark Andrews <laughs> out there somewhere. <laughs> if he's got a decent running game to go with that, they've right. got a shot. Bleep it, Mark Andrews out there somewhere. Their, their, defense, their defense is back to being pretty good. Yeah, more and than a little. Their quarterback is pretty good. Their tight ends are pretty good. Their running backs are pretty good. Their offensive line is pretty good I'm, I'm surprised they are there I'm surprised the Philadelphia Eagles are slotted 7th between the Browns and Bengals I don't I'm not on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon and I don't know that I'm ever going to be on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon um, if you couldn't beat out Tua Tungabailoa ugh, yep. then it ain't going going to go well for you well, that, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned Tua though that, that's the surprising part for me you them being seven is surprising. Maybe just as surprising, if not more, is that the Dolphins are tenth. The Dolphins are tenth, and I don't know that anybody thinks, "Oh man, they're, they're, that's a playoff team, right?" You know, maybe they do, but I, do, does anyone have faith that Tua Tungavailoa is going to lead them to anything more than a eight and nine record? I, I, I don't feel it. I don't. I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. ESPN tells us that the Dallas Cowboys are the sixteenth. Dead middle of the pack, 16th best roster in the league. Yet some smart people would have me believe that if Mike McCarthy isn't in the NFC Championship game, he's probably going to be fired. Is it fair to expect somebody to hire someone to be in the NFC title game with the 16th best roster in the league? See, their problem is is their defense is dreadful outside of Mike Parsons. Um, he might be good enough to make it he might be, top half anyway. He, right, he, might, he might be. <laughs> their offense is spectacular, and their defense is dreadful. And I don't, I don't know if you can pin that on Mike McCarthy or not, but I know they're people gonna. will. I know, I know they're gonna. <laughs> like, Another on my list of surprises, Gareth. The New England Patriots sit at eighteen. I think that's fair. I think it is too. It I just seems surprising that they would end up there. It doesn't seem like that happens to them very often. No, and that it it happens a lot more in college. That you know, at the end of the day, you know, Thad Mata's been real successful. But it's starting to slide downhill just a little bit, and nobody wants to say 
Is that, is that sliding downhill at all? <laughs> and when you look at the Patriots and their roster, and you look at the talent they have collected or lack thereof, nobody wants to say, wait, is that sliding a little bit? Or, But is that sliding a little bit? Or When the regular season ended last year, Garrett, who was the number one seed in the AFC? The Buffalo Bills. No, oh. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee right. Titans. Tennessee Titans sit with the 20th rated roster. Right now, according to ESPN, after being the number one seed in the AFC at the end of the regular season, your Steelers, my Steelers, are 22. The only other really big surprise for me, and I don't think it's necessarily a huge surprise, it's worth celebrating, is that the, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not last. That's, in fact... You're celebrating that win, yeah, right? I, in fact, the Jacksonville Jaguars roster is 28th out of 32 NFL teams. See, now, Urban Meyer's somewhere saying, if I'd had that right, roster, right. we'd have probably been okay. <laughs> If I could have gotten to 28 with my roster, damn, probably, I wouldn't have had to kick my kicker. A damn alternate angle. <laughs> alternate angle. He's taking an alternate angle look at the roster right now, thinking, yep, well, we yeah. probably could have been better. Yeah, their offensive line's terrible. Seahawks but. at 29. Wow. I was going to say, the last three are the, or last four, roughly, are the ones who are flat out packing it in in 2022. Seahawks, you're going to start Geno Smith. Good luck. Unless you get Baker. Well, <laughs> the Bears. Hopeless. Feel bad for Justin Fields. Yep. Atlanta Falcons. Hopeless. Houston Texans. We're going to try the Davis Mills experience a little longer. They should relegate Houston Texans to the Big 12 and move up somebody out of that conference (laughs) to play in the NFL. Rex Burkhead is listed as one of the starting running backs for the Houston Texans. (laughs) That that there's a powerful statement. That's the Robin Williams in Jumanji. What year is it? (laughs) Rex Burkhead is going to be the st- Rex Burkhead and Brandon Cooks are going to be the starters at offensive skill positions for the Texans. What year is it? And they fired David Culley after one year. After one year, it was his fault. And Romeo Cronellifan also stepped down. <laughs> what a career! We're going to have to do a Don Jenkins dual timeout because we are incredibly late oh, for our next I segment. But that's okay. We got going with some good conversation. <laughs> and I think from what Garrett tells me, we got something even better coming oh. up in football five fifteen. You'll want to make sure you stick around for that after this Don Jenkins dual timeout. On Lima Sports Radio 93.1 The Fan. We better go for Football 515. And Service Master at your service welcomes you to Football 515. Hard work, determination, and sportsmanship create opportunities to be your best. Like Bear Bryant said, it's not the will to win, but it's the will to prepare to win that makes a difference. And that's why in Service Master, they don't cut corners, they clean them. Remember back in the day when Jacoby Jones was about to take a kickoff return to the house for the Baltimore Ravens against the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike Tomlin might have got in the way. And he got tackled. And there were a lot of speculation the next day that Mike Tomlin did that on purpose. Well, Mike Tomlin would like to set the record straight. He was recently on the Pivot podcast with Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, and Ryan Clark. And Channing Crowder said... So I got to ask, I'm friends with Jacoby Jones. And before he can get the question out, Mike Tomlin had this to say. Now, I will say it's awful long, but I'm going to leave our mics on so we can laugh at the whole thing. But this is what Mike Tomlin had to say when brought up the Jacoby Jones play was brought up. For a long period of time, I, I didn't care mm-hmm. whether or not the story got told. You know what I mean? Heck no, man. I wasn't interested in getting run over, man. Like, it was one jumbotron in that stadium. And I like to see the contour of the coverage unit mm-hmm. and, the, and the kick return unit come together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm routine, to be quite honest. I'm routine in a lot of stuff, but I stand on the line. 
I watch the ball get kicked. I make sure that we're not offsides. And then I watch the jumbotron. And so in that instance, we were kicking left to right, and the jumbotron was behind our kick unit. And so we kicked the ball off, and I'm looking up at the contour of the deal, and somebody falls down. And so when somebody fell down, I almost like leaned in on the jumbotron, like, ugh. You know what I mean? We got trouble. And then I saw a double team block, and I said, oh, no. And so I'm walking at the jumbotron like I'm, like I'm, house watching TV. Like I'm watching a horror movie. Like, oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Okay. What people don't talk about is the stuff that on the jumbotron is, is backwards. It's flipped. And so I'm watching the jumbotron. On the jumbotron, it looks like he's running up the right sideline. Yeah. But actually, he's coming up our sideline. <laughs> and so I'm processing it. I'm serious. Once the ball got kicked, I'm locked in on the jumbotron. I'm watching the structure of it break down, and it has got my attention. <laughs> and I'm looking at oh, man, I'm walking at it, and I'm looking. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking he's going up their sideline because the jumbotron pitcher is backwards. I didn't realize I was in danger, man, until I saw myself <laughs> on the jumbotron. Hey, dude, no joke. Yeah. Um, I saw myself on the jumbotron. I dodged Jacoby because I saw myself. I never saw him. Yeah. I was like, oh, and he went by me. Yeah. I saw myself as he was running down the sideline. I came into the jumbotron. But it did make him step inside, and that gave a better angle for the tackler. To Certainly. Tackle him. Certainly. I don't <laughs> deny that. But there's a mistake. That, that was And I paid $100,000 for that mistake. <laughs> he didn't see Jacoby Jones until he was on the Jumbotron. I see myself on the Jumbotron. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is, that is outstanding. There's really only two options here, John. Either, either that's what happened. Or Mike Tomlin is the greatest storyteller, like is the greatest story fabricator of all time. And I think it's it's only fair to acknowledge that both of those things can be simultaneously yes, true. true. That's true. It could be true, and, he, and it, but it also is just as likely that it's an absolute falsehood, and we buy it because he's the best storyteller <laughs> of all time. So great! I didn't and realize I, I was in danger until I saw myself on the jump. <laughs> and I don't know why it would be surprising to me that the guy that might be the best soundbite in the history of the league is also a very good extended storyteller. Yep. That should not be surprising, but he is spectacular as a storyteller. Uh, I, and as he's talking about it, I remember the play more and more. I'm I'm trying to picture in my mind. If there's any other scenario in an NFL game where something could happen that would lead to a $100 fine that is more puzzling than that. Right. There's guys get fined for a lot of stuff in the NFL that you think, boy, that's stupid. Wrong size. Right. right. Wrong shoes. Five grand. What? $100,000 because he got so locked into the jumbotron and the utter disaster that his special teams are that he forgot where he was right, on for, the football forgot field. Forgot where you were. Forgot what you were doing. <laughs> Watching it going up. It was like a horror movie. Like, oh no. Oh no. This ain't good. It's got to... Oh, I don't know. I'm not a Browns fan. It's got to kind of suck to be a Browns fan and... Yeah, you can stop and right there. And have you to, stop that sentence right there. <laughs> and have to hate Mike Tomlin. Who wants to hate Mike Tomlin? I, I, can you? 
I know not a chance. If, if Mike Tomlin became the coach of the Browns tomorrow, I'm probably buying a jersey. Number four on it? Uh, unlikely. <laughs> unlikely. But I would, how, I, would, like, I would go look for a... I'd go get an 84 just because I, I hated Webster Slaughter so bad when I was a kid <laughs> that I'd have, to, I'd have to just like make up with that and get... Right. People who, did, people who were not young, uh, you know, like, like irrational football fans pulling for the Steelers during that, you can't imagine. I want to say Browns fans can't imagine it, but you really can't. Y- you've been on the wrong side of, of the rivalry. It just never quite liked... What those guys, when, when Bernie was chucking it, and uh, what they did to this, oh, it was just obnoxious. <laughs> Amen. It, and and I, I've made this joke before, but, I mean, like, Mark Malone completed as many passes to Clay Matthews as he did anybody wearing a Steeler <laughs> uniform. So I just say all that to say I've been a Steeler fan a long time, and I'm telling you, if Mike Tomlin got the Browns job tomorrow, I'd probably root for the Browns. I just really like the guy. He's I don't know how you couldn't not like. Like, there are some dudes, you know, like, I, I think yeah, maybe Red Sox fans wouldn't say this, but, like, back in the day, like, God, I hate the Yankees. But, you know, Derek Jeter's not that bad. Like, there are some dudes. <laughs> By the way, just, do you want to, I want to watch the Derek Jeter. When is it? Is it, just, is it next month, July 18th? Um, that's a great question. I'm not her I really want to watch the Derek Jeter, whatever it is, 30 for 30 or whatever the, the documentary style film about Jeter. I want to check it out. I've heard enough of the sound bites to know. That I'm interested that in. for sure. I'm definitely, and I've never been a huge Jeter fan. Not. You know, I was gonna say I don't know that. Like, I just don't. Nobody hates Derek Jeter, right? Nobody's like, oh, I hate that son of a bee. I only I hate him from the standpoint of I. I can't imagine being more jealous of a human. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You're dishing out. It's not fruit, hatred. Fruit baskets on the reg. It's 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 a it's an it's, it's a, a it's a deep green with seated envy. envy. Green with envy. That 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 because I'm so passionate about my envy, it feels like hate sometimes. That, that's kind yeah. of my my take on Derek Jeter, and I, I think that. he might. And I think he might be the worst defensive shortstop that's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> that, absolutely. Well, somebody just last week was like, if Derek Jeter played for the Kansas City Royals, he's an average baseball player, and I, it was a somewhat prominent baseball player. It was like, nah, stop it. Like, he's one of the best shortstops of all time. No, he ain't. If he played in Kansas City, he'd be Kurt Stillwell. <laughs> sure. You're too young. Yeah, you remember like, Kurt Stillwell? God love you. I can't name I you a Kansas City Royal shortstop. Buddy Biancala. He's the one I told you about. I was going to say, throwing throw the nasty, throwing the nasty curveball. The old rattlesnake where he's just throwing the old it with knuckle a... curve from short to first during infield warm-up. I'm glad we shared that Mike Tomlin sound. I did not know. Do those guys do a regular podcast together? Yeah. Taylor yep. and Channing Crowder. Fred, and Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder. Nice. Ryan Taylor. Um, Ryan Clark do a... Ryan Clark. i got to check that out. got to check out that. I add that to my podcast listening list it's it's getting to be a lengthy list yeah i'm dragging this out because we're going to take when we take a break we got to come back and talk about the ohio state university basketball non-conference schedule for next year it's where dog baby mean anything to you <laughs> and i'm trying to gear up all my best either humorous approach to this or I, I don't know what but folks i'm telling you if you haven't taken a look at the osu non-conference basketball schedule for the 2022 2023 season you're going to want to join us after this because it is a doozy i'm john cookies garrett Seawright. together we're cooking the monster and this is lima sports radio 93 on the fan because I've clearly demonstrated, Garrett, that there's never a bad time to talk hoops when you're doing a sports radio program, and I talked about hoops already today. Uh, and we, you know, we are who we are. We are where we are. Buckeye basketball may not be Buckeye football, may never be Buckeye football, but it's kind of a big deal around here. And the Ohio State University has announced its 2022-2023 non-conference basketball schedule. 
and I don't know how how there's not already folks in tents well, sitting outside ready to. Now, now let me preface all of this by saying, of course, Ohio State has some marquee non-conference deals because this year they are in the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. So that by itself is a significant deal. That is November twenty-first to the twenty-third, I believe, are the dates. And the Maui yeah. Maui Gym Maui Invitational this year, November twenty-first to the twenty-third, includes Arizona, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Creighton, Louisville, Ohio State, San Diego State, and Texas Tech. That is what I would term a solid field. Say so that's as stacked as it gets. That is a solid field for the Buckeyes to deal with. So perhaps it is fair to say that when you go into an event like that, a multi-team event, but, it might be it might be okay. And you also, again, you also have to consider that they will play at Duke in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Right, and they'll play either Kentucky or North Carolina. I believe this year it's UCLA. North Carolina. I believe they play North Carolina in the CBS, CBS Sports, Sports Classic. Classic. In December. Now, if you're worried about Maui, John, never fret. Ohio State is going to have an exhibition game against Chaminade. So, I mean, they're, that's, still, that's, they're going to get to play the Silver Swords. It's like their prep work. They'll get the Silver Swords. Who, Which, you know, by the way, it needs to be said, beat Ralph Sampson in 1982. <laughs> I want to know, who who else is Chaminade playing? You going to come from Hawaii to Ohio for an exhibition and then go right back home? I have to imagine you're going like on a... We'll go up north and let Michigan right. kick their ass, too. Continental United States barnstorming tour or something. If you're going to make it worth your while. I would, would certainly assume so. So, again, not not to, to completely belittle what the, the Ohio State basketball program is facing in their non-conference because they are going to play Duke, they are going to play North Carolina, and they are going to play at Maui. And because all of those things are true, it is probably more than fair to say that you should should quite possibly lighten the load in the rest of your non-conference schedule so that you can prepare yourself for the Big Ten season. Because as we all know, we are waiting on Ohio State to be a Big Ten champion and to make a deep run in in March. And it might be easier to do that if you find a way to get some confidence on your pre-conference schedule when you know that it's going to be tough to win at Duke, tough to win against Carolina on a neutral floor, and probably really tough to win the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. Yes. But all three of those games, as great as they might be on TV, no Ohio State not no no regular Ohio State basketball fan is going to have a chance to see those. What non-conference games will you have a chance to see, might you ask? Ooh. And I'm here to tell you that the Ohio State Buckeyes are going to play the following teams in their non-conference schedule outside of the games we've already mentioned. They're going to play Robert Morris out of the Horizon. They're going to play Charleston Southern out of the Big South. Eastern Illinois out of the Ohio Valley. By the way, Eastern Illinois is coached by Marty Simmons who I really like, played at Indiana as a player. And then, and like, Marty Simmons has a Luther Vandross-like story. I mean, huge when he was coaching at Evansville and then all of a sudden got really skinny. Now he's big boy again. <laughs> but pretty good coach, I think. They play uh, St. Francis of Pennsylvania out of the Northeast Conference. They play Maine out of the America East. And they play Alabama A&M out of the Southwest Athletic Conference. Any of those jump out at you, Garrett? I mean, I just said Marty Simmons. Maybe he's a draw. Played for the Hoosiers. Got a Big Ten tie. If you're thinking about that, folks, let me run this down for you. Robert Morris last year was 8-24 and 24 and 5-16 and in the horizon. In the horizon. Charleston Southern was 6-25 and 1-15 and and in the Big South. Eastern Illinois was 5-26 and 3-15 and and in the Ohio Valley. St. Francis of Pennsylvania was 9-21 and 5-13 and and in the Northeast Conference. 
The Maine Black Bears were 6-23 and 23 and 3-15 three and 15 in the America East. They will be under the leadership of a new head coach, the only team on this list that fired their guy after having a stellar season last season as we are listing for you. And Alabama A&M. <laughs> the bellwether of the Ohio State non-conference schedule. 12-18 and 18 with a winning record of 10-8 and 8 in the SWAC. For those of you who are scoring at home, or even if you're alone, Ohio State's combined non-conference records from a year ago were 46 and 147. 46 and 147. And in league play, they were 27 and 82. 27 wins, mind you, 10 of them came from one team. In the worst conference in Division I basketball. Swack, baby. 27 and 82 in league play, 46 and 140. That is your selection of tickets to rush out and try to get your hands on right now for Ohio State non-conference hoops. It's almost as if somebody went through, all right, find me the worst college basketball conferences. America East, Northeast Conference, SWAC, Horizon. Pick the worst, Big South, pick the worst teams from those leagues and get them on the schedule and get them in our house. The Ken Palm for those schools, 314, 325, 327, 347, 354, and 357. Out of 363, <laughs> 314, 325, 327, 347, 354, 357. They are going to play outside of the CBS, outside of the best games that aren't going to be in the shot. Eight, seven of the worst basketball teams in America during their non-conference schedule. Do the Buckeyes play? Do they play eighteen or twenty conference games in the I Big Ten this 20, year? Are they up 20, to twenty? And I also believe this is the rotation that they play Michigan and Indiana once, and both of them are on the road. So, if you're a season ticket holder for Buckeye basketball, enjoy the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. John, this is a schedule for for Chris Holtman to win a bunch of games and keep his job, right? Well, I, 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 but at least one a bunch of non-conference games, right? I, I think, I think things. The the year Thad Mata got fired, you know, they were losing to Louisiana Tech and a couple other real bad non-conference losses. That was like, oh, okay, this is really gone downhill. Where you can't, Chris Holtman can't afford that, right? right. Well, and, and and I also think you know when you're building your schedule, you look at the Maui and you look at Duke and you look at Carolina and and so you you really do need some some practice games. You need some wins to to not just get the wins but to iron out the kinks and develop your team. It's 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 scrimmage season for them. Because they've got enough meat on the bone so to speak and in those other areas of their non-league and the Maui's the big deal because of the travel, how far you have to go and getting back and, and potentially, you know, playing three or four games. Um, that that's a that's a taxing order for them right. when you factor in they've already got Duke they've already got North Carolina. Um, th- those are all important things to to keep track of. But I, I got to be honest, it still doesn't change for me the fact that you're looking at that forty six and one forty seven combined record in in the rest of your non league games. Is it conceivable? Oh, by the way, Eastern Illinois got a kid from Defiance. Did you know that? No. Uh, he may have graduated last year, but they have a kid that transferred to Eastern Illinois from Defiance and was a pretty good player for him. Had a nice little run. You can Google that and look that up. But it's just, I don't know, it's it's frustrating from the 
perspective of a fan because yes we we want the Buckeyes to win and we want to see Chris Holtman get some things done he hasn't gotten done before but if you're just talking about I want to go watch Ohio State play oftentimes the best tickets to get are the ones and it's not the Big Ten and it's not you know it's not the marquee matchup but you could get a decent non-league matchup that I, I would rather they go ahead and just play Bowling Green Toledo Kent yeah. State I, I'm good play Oakland Michigan I'm, I'm, I'm good there too um, Robert Morris, Charleston Southern, Eastern Illinois, St. Francis, Pennsylvania, Maine, and Alabama A&M. Like, I understand I you're going to have some cupcakes. Like, it's a, it's a Bayheim like schedule, though, right there. Bayheim and all his consecutive 20-win seasons, it's like, dude, you, you don't leave Syracuse for, until, like, just after New Year's. <laughs> right, I was going to say, until January. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, but, but you're looking at, even at that, what, what, do you, what do you expect from Ohio State basketball, let's say, Big Ten schedule next year. They play 20 conference games. 12 and 8 make you feel good? Yeah. I would, I would, I think over the moon with 12 okay. and 8. So if you get 12 and 8 in the league, and then you get those six non leagues that we just mentioned, you're sitting with 18 wins. You're in the tournament. To get to, to get to 20 wins in the regular season, you're going to have to beat Duke, Carolina, or win a couple in Maui. I mean, in a stacked Maui, you, you're going to have so, to beat. So you you really made your schedule as easy as you could make it, and you don't have a real solid feel that 20 wins in the regular season is a definite likelihood right now, even with that schedule. So that's that's a little unnerving. <laughs> if you build this schedule to get you those wins and take some heat off your guy, and then you end up falling short of 20 wins, or maybe you get one or two in the Big Ten tournament, that's what gets you to 20. We've been there. We've seen that story. I don't like to believe that Chris Holtman is under heat. I don't, but he better be but six. You, you he better be six zero in those bad points, right? You, uh, if you lose to either Robert Morris, Maine, Alabama, A and M, Charleston Southern, Eastern Illinois, or St. Francis, PA, do you make it to the Big Ten schedule? Probably. But oh yeah, he's, he's good. Do there. you make it past the Big Ten tournament as Iowa State's head coach? Because if you're going to fall, the topic of conversation you're for lose sure to Maine a few days before Christmas. I don't know how anybody goes, yeah, they can beat Purdue. <laughs> they got no problem Michigan State. Bring on Sparty. Yep. Yeah, there's no there's no conceivable way to have any any hope there. This is a schedule built to save Chris Holtman his job, and I think he knows that. I think Gene Smith knows that. And I think if you look at it even somewhat objectively, you're going to see that too. You have to go 6-0 and because you're – is it you probably you're not favored to beat Duke at Cameron Indoor the week after Thanksgiving, correct? No, you're not favored. You weren't favored to beat them on your floor last year, and you did. Are you favored to win more than one game over under? They win one game and one and a half games in Maui. Well, it, it, I mean, it's just cop out to say this. It's really going to depend on what the bracket looks like, but I, I would say they are. They're going to be the sixth, or fifth, or sixth best team in Maui. Arizona and Arkansas are probably both going to be ahead of them. They're going to be better than Louisville, Creighton, maybe San Diego State. No, I don't think they're going to be better than Creighton unless Creighton has a whole bunch of transfers again. I I, I liked Creighton's squad last year, and they should have a lot of guys back. um, Yeah, I mean, I I would say if if you set the over under at one and a half, I'm going to take the over with very little confidence, but I wouldn't take the over if it was two and a half or even even two. (laughs) I wouldn't take the over. I mean, I, I think they can win too, but I think that's going to be a good good event for them if they win too. Right, I really you're, do. You're coming home, going, 
Well, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good little trip to Maui. I don't... I don't know, man. I mean, I think they'll... Like, I, are they an NCAA tournament team? I think so. But they're one of those 18 and 15 NCAA tournaments playing in Dayton against, you know, St. Mary's as an 11 seed. <laughs> they're not a, you know, a top 16 seed by any stretch of the imagination. And I think they know that. That's why the schedule looks like Robert Morris, Maine, Charleston, Southern Alabama, A&M, Eastern Illinois, and St. Francis, PA. November 16th, the Eastern Illinois game. And I know you're going to be doing other things, but let's go ke- check out the kid from Defiance. I, I, let's, let's, I pulled let's, him, let's I pulled get him to Columbus. up, and I'll, I'll, I'll see how many stats he's got, but I'm guessing he just uh, I'm guessing he don't play. No, oh, he I've plays played, a lot. He's played in 23 games? Like, yeah, right, he, well. he plays a lot and had some big nights. One or two games that were, were significant. Like, he played well for him. Yeah, 21 points in a game at SIU Edwardsville. Little D.C. Yellow Jackets guy right there for you playing at Eastern Illinois. He's getting his Tony Romo on. Shouldn't we all be Jimmy Garoppolo? He he's no Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll look at the pictures. He ain't Jimmy Garoppolo. Nah, uh, no, that's a fair point. So there it is, folks. Your Ohio State University basketball non-conference schedule for the coming season. Run right out and get your tickets today because I'm sure they are going to go like hotcakes. we got to get to another Dungeon Jeweler timeout. When we come back, it'll be time for our poll results and the ever-popular water cooler conversation. You'll want to be here for that, I promise you. John Cook, Garrett Seawright. 93 won the fans. Back inside the Basement Doctor Studio for a final time. we got to get to those Vons, Diamonds, and Jewelry Twitter poll results for today. We asked two questions. We asked, when will a decision be announced on a suspension for Deshaun Watson? 52% say Friday. We also asked, is it unreasonable to ask your family to flip their clothes right side out if you're the one doing the laundry? 62% say no. That's right. It's not unreasonable. That is a landslide win for the right side of that issue. I'm feeling much better about myself. I think I'm going to go home and make that request as a result. I did my polling. I feel like I have a confident reason to say that I'm okay in asking my family to please turn your laundry right side out before you toss it in the hamper. And those Twitter poll questions brought to you by Vons Diamonds and Jewelry, where Lima celebrates love. Online at VonsJewelry.com. What you got for the water cooler today, sir? So Freddie Freeman fired his agents. (laughs) Yes, he did. And the reason he fired his agents (laughs) is because he found out this weekend when the Dodgers went back to Atlanta for the first time that the Braves made a final offer that was essentially what he said would get him to stay in Atlanta and his agents never told him about the final offer because they knew that he would take it. (laughs) And the offer from the Dodgers was bigger. And so they told him that Atlanta never made a final offer when they did. It was exactly what he said. You give me this term, this dollar amount, and I'm a brave for life. And they said... You got a deal. And the agent said, the hell we do. (laughs) And that is how you get fired. And for Freddie Freeman, you get to take the moral high ground and still be just as absolutely disgustingly rich as you can possibly be. You get to be beloved in two cities. That's a win, baby. And make a lot of money. That is a win. More college basketball talk on my water cooler conversation. I don't know how many of you remember the name Imani Bates. But he was the number one recruit in the high school class last season. Number one recruit from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Say that out loud. The number <laughs> one high school player in America was from Ypsilanti, Michigan. He went to Memphis to play for Penny Hardaway. And he didn't apparently enjoy his stay. No, nope, he did not. <laughs> Probably didn't quite live up to the billing. 
and he made an announcement, I don't know, a few weeks back that he had his list of schools included Michigan, Arkansas, Seton Hall, DePaul, and Louisville. Oh yeah, and also Eastern Michigan in my hometown of Ypsilanti, Michigan. (laughs) He's going to EMU. The number one high school recruit in the country from a year ago is going to play basketball in the MAC. I'm going to go ahead and just say right now, he's the preseason pick for MAC Player of the Year. You would think that that would be a pretty <laughs> fair, safe, act, safe assumption. Is that guy is going to be going to things are going to go well for him? And he played pretty decent at Memphis. Just he had some real big moments. Just had some really long stretches of disappearing as well. But did. Do you think he's got any idea how many guys in that league have a have a, have a calendar out schedule? I'm circling. I'm, we're coming after oh, this dude. Uh, I would guess not. I, I imagine, and this is this is generalizing, and it's not fair. But uh, if your dad starts a prep school, fair is where they sell pigs, my man. Oh, Show pigs. If your dad starts a prep school for you to go to, so you can get more playing time and all the publicity you want, I'm guessing self awareness is not something that co- that accompanies that 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 raising. Just a hunch. Imani Bates, the number one high school player in America from just a year ago, spends a year at Memphis, and now he's going to play at Eastern Michigan University. Like Stan Heath, the head basketball coach now at EMU? I honestly could not tell. I, I believe you're is. right. I think, he, I I think believe he got Stan hired. Heath is the head basketball coach at Eastern Michigan University. He's going to have a really good player on paper. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see how things play out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Been a heck of a show. Had a lot of fun. Hope that you'll come back and join us again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Guardians baseball tonight. I, it, we're, we're really getting into the stretch of the season when it's just not a Woo! lot going on in the evenings. I'll be doing homework if anybody's interested and wants to help with that. And uh, having some laundry conversations as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock for another edition of Cookie and the Monster on Lima Sports Radio. 93.1 The Fan.